Welcome back to Trends in Low Places, a comedic exploration of the dumbest stories of the day. I am one of your hosts, Mike Cushing. And I am the Biden to his Barack, Michael Howard. Michael, people like you more than that. Give yourself some credit. <laughs> no, like er, like like 2010 Biden. Oh, when everyone was just kind of like, hey, that's cool, Uncle Joe. He might give me a, a back rub for free, but he's going to show up at a Wendy's out of nowhere. Before I started opening my mouth and making people realize that... Uh, I'm kind of just a doddering old man. Just a kind of a crazy old fool mm-hmm. who uh, can't keep a sentence going in so, any particular direction. The thing is, is like people always called him Uncle Joe and like people were like, oh, he's the fun uncle. You're like, no, he's the kind of weird uncle that shows up and says kind of weird shit. And you're not sure if it's racist or not. But like he he takes you to like a ball game. And like right. Buy, so it's buys totally you like cool. A grand slam at Denny's. And you're like, all right, he's fine. He's harmless. He, he buys you ice cream. That dude just eats ice cream all the time. He is chowing down on some on that good white stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or chocolate. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he seems like j- just a vanilla guy. And from what I've seen, he's he's only slurping down vanilla soft serve <laughs> nonstop. Only, only vanilla. It's got to be soft serve because those teeth are fake. Yeah. He might do a, a swirl if he's feeling like pandering that day. <laughs> yeah, I don't really trust people who only eat vanilla ice cream. Yeah. Like, I like a good vanilla ice cream. I, I get it. But people who are like, oh, you could have any option in the fucking world. Mm-hmm. What would you pick? And they're like, vanilla. Vanilla. Like, vanilla is, you get described as vanilla when you're boring for a reason. Mm-hmm. Because it's boring and lame. Or is it just classic and everyone likes it, but like, you're not good. No, you're not going to impress anybody with it, but it's still, it's a nice home treat. No, I mean, I like to go to, I like to go to Dairy Queen and get, you know, a blizzard. Which sure. has the vanilla soft serve in it, but it's then it, you you mix a bunch of shit in it and makes that's, it taste better. That's just a vessel for Reese's cups. Exactly. If, if we're being honest, and the the form doesn't really matter. Do you trust people who don't eat chocolate ice cream, like your boy here? <sighs> yeah, I mean, I get it. Chocolate chocolate ice cream's not for everybody. Yeah, I also, I mean, there's times where I'm just like, it's too chocolate ice cream's too rich. It, it's too. Ri- I don't know. It it doesn't do anything for me. I like chocolate. I'll do that. I'll do that all day. Chocolate ice cream. I just love ice cream. All ice cream, but. If you give me the entire world of ice cream and you pick ice and you pick uh, vanilla, I'm I'm going to look at you funny. Sure. I'm probably going to make fun of you behind your back. What if it's just one of those things where like, uh, you know, when you're a kid, your parents were just like, just eat your vanilla ice cream. And then you just got in such a groove with it and like you never ventured out. And then when you're at a, a place like that and you don't want to you don't want to look like a fool or just like try 18 different samples. You're just like, oh, just give me give me a vanilla. I'll go. What if you just never branched out? And now you're so uncomfortable. You're locked in. You're just like, you've come so far. Kind of like me with um, like Seinfeld and Friends and The Simpsons. It's like, I wouldn't even know where to begin. So I'm just, <laughs> I'm just going to ignore it. Here's the thing. Like, it's like eating cornflakes as your choice of breakfast cereal. Like, if you're like, what's your favorite breakfast cereal? And someone says cornflakes. And you're like, oh, Cool. You are, I don't know, a hundred years old and you didn't know they made cereal that tastes good since then. And I eat them dry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. More of a butter pecan guy myself. I'll say that much. I'm going to. Butter pecan's fine. I mean, even like a vanilla bean where Uh, it's like, it's got some of like the the, the flex in it. And it's not just straight up vanilla soft serve, which is basically nothing. It's, it's French vanilla. It's fancy. Exactly. Although, Elitist. you know what? Pistachio ice cream sucks. Now we're talking. No. Yeah. 
Yeah, I've had it twice. Didn't care for it. I'll tell you what, no. I do like cinnamon ice cream. Mm. It's really just vanilla ice cream with cinnamon in it, but boy, howdy. Takes it up a notch, I'll tell you that much. All, all I'm saying is that while Biden is a doddering old man, he's living his best life by just eating ice cream constantly. I mean, maybe maybe this campaign trail is just a long con, so <laughs> a lot of people donate money so he can just get all the ice cream he wants, and then like... I think he's maybe just reaching the point where he is realizing that he just needs to say increasingly just insane, inane bullshit, and he still has a war chest of ice cream. Money. Yeah. He's oh, got yeah. he's got a plenty, a hefty allowance for video games and ice cream, and he honestly probably doesn't have time to spend all of it because he is an old man. He will soon. He's just gonna as soon as as soon as he gets knocked out of this election cycle, he'll be like, "All right, cool, fine, finally, finally, I get to settle down on my train." And just chow down on just all this ice cream. Ride the rails with a, a gallon of ice cream. Just hmm, think about simpler times. <laughs> or he'll just be, use his money very wisely and spend $9.95, go to a Golden Corral, and just plop himself uh, down at that soft serve machine literally all day. And hang out with my dad, who's probably also there. When was the last time you went to a Golden Corral or, or something of that ilk? Um, it has been a very long time since I went to a Golden Corral and probably, I think I may have been like suckered into going to a Piccadilly at one point in the the last like- What the fuck is a Piccadilly? It's just one of those like, it was just an old school like buffet. There was actually Uh, one like literally, uh, a thousand feet from my current apartment that closed down about two years ago. Thank Christ. Um, but no joke. I think I might've mentioned this on the podcast before. Um, I believe probably- I was in college, so probably like 13, 14 years ago at this point, uh, my dad called me very excitedly, which he rarely does. Usually <laughs> getting my dad to talk to me is like pulling teeth. I have to like call him and then just like have something very interesting for him to talk about. He called me out of the blue and wanted me to come down and visit because the Golden Corral was opening um, a mile and a half away from our house and he wanted to get it back together so we could all enjoy it. I was like, mm, no, thanks. I'm, I'm fine, actually. I can yeah. make my own prime rib. You didn't go to the Golden Corral with your dad? We did. Pretty sure we went. Uh, I think that was the last time I went in hmm. R- rural Palm Beach, Florida. You know, I'm fine with those type. I'm fine with those buffet places, but they they like they like to add things that shouldn't be on a buffet, mm-hmm. like sushi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like, why you you have so many foods to choose from to just put out there in a bucket? And have people just slurp it down. Why? Why sushi? Why would you even? Why would you even attempt to go there? Why would you go to that cuisine? There are so many other types of like Asian cuisine or even Japanese cuisine that isn't raw fish adjacent that you can put on a buffet. Counterpoint: One, I doubt it's real fish. Two, if you're catering to an audience, Michael, and this is not a knock, but if you're catering to an audience that is. Paying $6.95 to $9.95 for all-you-can-eat meal and a drink, I'm going to guess that the chances that they go out on the reg to get a $15 sushi roll for the fam is probably low. So I think it's just giving an opportunity to people who might not get to go out to a high-end sushi place. Yeah, get- but it's not, it's not real sushi. I feel like they're doing a disservice to the entire sushi industry because I feel like people are like, oh, I hate sushi. And you're like, no, you hate sushi off the Ryan Steak Buffet. <laughs> My counterpoint was going to be like, who would know? 
because I feel like if you have strong opinions on sushi one way or the other, one, you're never going to the Ryan Steak Buffet to get sushi or anything. And two, if you are at the Ryan Steak Buffet, you're never going to find out what real sushi is. So you can go on blissfully hating it forever. Here's the thing, though. It's the only a victimless time, crime, the only except time, for the diarrhea. The only time that I would go to one of these places is when I was like drunk or high or something. And I just wanted to eat tons of food mm. and drunk and or a high Michael is going to grab some sushi off the buffet. Mm-hmm. And was it better I, when you were drunk and or high? I probably. Mm-hmm. There I'm, you I go. Mean, well, th- there you go. It's just a trap for, for you. <laughs> it is. And I'm mad about it. But aren't you glad you got to have sushi while drunk or high at a reasonable price? <laughs> so reasonable. Yeah. Better than going to, you know, some high-end place and paying 20 bucks for a volcano roll when you're high. You didn't even taste that sucker. Oh, I tasted it. And the diary is the same either way, so whatever. <laughs> Michael, how you doing, buddy? Uh, you know what I'm doing? I'm doing pretty well. Yeah? Um, I'm excited about a couple stories that we have teed up. We got some we got some bangers, I think. I want to talk about cats that fuck, Kush. You want to talk about cats that fuck. Okay. Cats that fuck. Okay. What, how about you? How are you doing? Um, I'm pretty good. Um, let's dive right into it. Dive, dive right into those fuck cats. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you you actually sent me this story, but I had, I had seen it on Twitter as well with just a just a wonderful picture of a of a very I will say contented cat. He does look very very at peace and at like pleased with himself. Yeah, like you know like when you look at a when you look at a small child or a baby and they're sleeping but they're kind of like smiling and you're like, "Oh, that's so adorable." And then and you're like, "What are they thinking about? What's going on in there?" Well, this cat, well, he was a very sleepy boy because he mated with five different females in a single night. A single I- night, Kush. I think it's a disservice to say what this gentleman cat did as call it mating. <laughs> this I was this going big by boy, what the news article called it. Yeah, this big boy went on a fuck fest. He went on a fuck fest. He went on such a an epic fuck fest. He needed a glucose drip. They needed to put an IV into this kitty cat to to replenish the fluids. What a, what a champion of of our times, right? Like, that is, you know, people say, talk about Tomcats. <laughs> but what's, this, this cat's, what's this cat's name? Oh, man, you're going to make me say it. Uh, it so, he was, it, this was in uh, China. So, he was <laughs> yeah. a Russian blue cat. Mm-hmm. And it is Zhai, Zhao Pi? Zhao Pi? X-I-A-O-P-I. So, Zhao Pi. One um, second, I'm trying to look up what it means. <laughs> <laughs> it means wimpy kid. Nope. No, no. it does not, actually. <laughs> well, it's kind of like, um, you know, the, the song Ronnie Sue, right? Yeah. Uh, he was like, I'll show you, wimpy. Apparently, yeah. he was staying at a pet hotel, and he was let out of his cage by the staff and just went to town. Sounds like it. Michael, I've never done... Well, I've never done this, but I've never done anything <laughs> that requires me to get like fluids to recover. And I've like I've gotten heat stroke. I've like I feel like I've almost died a couple times because of exertion. Never had to get like a glucose strip just to be like you you, you almost died. Let's recover. 
yeah, I've never had to get an IV drip of any sort. Um, knock on wood. But if I, mean, I if did ever get to, one, I would prefer it be from a fuck bender <laughs> that I went on. <laughs> so the the owner of the cat, he told them he he claims that he told them this cat is not neutered, but the pet hotel just let him out. He's like, I thought they'd be professional, but the staff didn't feed him during the day and then let him out to roam freely at night. He was hungry, so he went on a wild sex <laughs> capades. Here's the thing. You know, it's sometimes it's difficult for me, at least, to know the difference between, like, tired, hungry, mm-hmm. I don't know, sex-deprived, I guess. They all kind of it's, feel the same, It's really. hard to tell sometimes, and so you're like, you're like, maybe I'm hungry and you eat food and it doesn't make you feel better. Like, or maybe I just need to take a nap. Mm-hmm. This cat is like, well, I tried the sleeping thing because I'm a cat. It's all right. I do. Uh, there's no food around. Right. But there's all these sexy cats. Right. So, um, well, just looking at, uh, sorry, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. <laughs> the physiological needs, food, water, warmth, rest. He was missing a lot of those. Yeah. He had warmth, probably. He guess he had safety and security. He was in an enclosed space. Everything else, like the bottom of this pyramid, he was lacking. So rather than, I mean, rather than just eating another cat, like he <laughs> very much could have, he just jumped to the top of the pyramid to self-actualization and became a cat god. He achieved one's full potential through sex, like almost none of us do. Do you have the problem where you don't know the difference between being dehydrated and being hungry? Yes, all the time. God, isn't that awful? I also just assume, because I'm an idiot and don't understand science, that, well, I drank coffee all day, (laughs) and then I got home and drank bourbon and or wine, and then I wake up and I want to die, and uh, it doesn't make sense to me. It's crazy, because like you and I were fairly intelligent people. Mm Mm-hmm. Yet, somehow, my needs as a person, I'm no more in tune with it than a fucking baby. Right. Like, if I could just cry, I would probably just do that. And they'd be like, what's wrong? Are you hungry? I'm like, I don't know. Are you thirsty? I don't know. I honestly don't know. I need an adult to tell me. (laughs) Just start shoving things in my face and maybe one of them will make me feel better. Like, there is a good point or a good chance at this point in my life that all of my problems are because I haven't had a glass of water <laughs> in, I don't know, nine months. <laughs> yeah, like earlier today, I was I was just dragging ass and I was like, man, I'm so tired. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make myself uh, an espresso shot. Mm-hmm. As I was making the espresso shot, I was like, oh, I'm going to grab a glass of water while I'm waiting for this espresso shot to, to be made here. And I chugged a glass of water. And then as I was drinking the espresso shot, before I even got it up to my lips, I started like all of a sudden was like super wide awake and alert. Right. And I still did the espresso shot because I made it. Just in case. But then I was fucking buzzing around the house trying to find shit to do. Like a crazy person. I'm a I'm a grown ass adult and I don't know the difference between tired and thirsty and hungry. Like just I'll be on my deathbed and just be like it'll strike. It's like can I have a glass of water? <laughs> and then you just pop right up. Oh, oh fine. shit! I hadn't oh. had one of those in eighteen years. <laughs> Fuck! All right, I'm gonna go run an ultra marathon. 
I'm also not entirely sure. I drink way too much LaCroix. And yeah, I don't know if that counts. No one will give me a straight answer. I've asked my doctor. I've asked my dentist. I've asked everybody whether, and they're just like, I feel like it's fine. It's water. And I'm like, it's got the citric acid in it, and that's about it. And my dentist is like, I don't know. I mean, probably rinse your mouth out afterwards. With what? Water? Fuck you. <laughs> So all I'm saying is, like, I get why this cat just went on a fuck spree, because he doesn't know. He's a cat. Yeah, I'm a grown-ass adult. I don't know my needs. Maybe this will help. Oh, no. Better do it four more times. If you think at the end of it, when he was just, like, in the middle of number five with his weird, like, corkscrew cat penis or whatever with his barbs, <laughs> and he's just like, I don't even want to do this anymore. I actually honestly need to go to sleep. Or drink some water. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just so... I think now I know I'm hungry. <laughs> After the fifth cat, I'm like, I just need... Oh, uh, it was the food. It was the food I, just, I needed. I'm going to finish need... this up, though, but food. Not for me. This is for you. Cat <laughs> cat number five that I've just plowed through. I'm going to do you a favor. How do you think that fifth cat felt? Like, all right. Just fucking... They seem to have a good time. They, they seem to have enjoyed it. Let's, I guess... Maybe they were thirsty too, and they didn't realize it. <laughs> Dang cats, so thirsty. These cats were all sitting around, being like, "You know what? We're we're not feeling right. Maybe if we just have a big cat orgy, we'll all feel better." Really? Hmm. Maybe these female cats were running train on this cat, and he didn't want to do it anymore. That's a that's a great point. And maybe Michael, maybe Is it just, a great point. <laughs> no, not not well. Maybe not what you said, but <laughs> to to turn it around, though, great point. Maybe. All these cats up in here, like you. So they said the owner specifically said this cat is like not fixed. He's not new. Not fixed. So you know, I guess don't let him run rampant through the the pet hotel. I but mean, it, apparently a Russian, a pedigree Russian blue cat can be worth between three hundred and fifty and a thousand British pounds. Okay, sure. So what if? So this cat, apparently not normal, not quote unquote normal for this un for unneutered cats to just be jaunting around, ready to throw dick around. And you, they got these five thirsty, maybe hungry. I don't know. Ladies, lady cats sitting up in their pet hotel. They finally see a dick worth jumping on. You a know? nice Russian blue. Or, like, oh, this guy, pretty high net worth and a working and working balls. So, also, I've seen 1,300 tabbies in the last three days. I'm bored of you. Go away. Bored of tabbies. Yeah. Oh, look at this nice slab okay. of cat. Hello. Oh, hello. What are those dangly things between your legs? <laughs> Let me play with those. Cats love playing with furry balls. <laughs> they love it. They just, you give them one on the floor, they just like lay on the floor and smack it around. I get pretty it. Sure I've, pretty sure I've talked about this. I don't think I've... I. Gun to my head, you show me a boy cat and a girl cat or whatever cat. I could not pick out which was which. I don't think like, you can. I think it's internal. I could 100. I could, you could get give me full run of the cat. I could lift <laughs> it up by its legs. And just there, there is nothing in this world like gun to my head. You make me pick. Is that a boy cat or a girl cat? I would have no way of knowing. I've, ne I've never seen any organs on a cat. Full, full run of the cat. <laughs> just give me the full run of the gap. So they say be, they they check the CCTV footage, and apparently between ten forty p.m. and five a.m. Okay, the cat he paced, he paced mated himself with five different female cats, and apparently the pet hotel tried to blame the owner of the Russian blue cat 
for it and complain that some of the cat owners weren't planning on having kittens. <laughs> how, like, how is it his fault that you let this cat roam free with all the other cats? Yeah, sorry you had a, like a cat swinger club, not a, a pet hotel. That's on you, buds. We didn't, what it didn't say is that it was actually a, a by the hour pet hotel. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Um, well, Michael, speaking of expensive places to put fluids, <laughs> I know we briefly mentioned this, I think last week. Oh, which, by the way, I meant to call it out to, at the start of this show. Um, but we have a uh, new spooky Halloween music oh, yeah, for the month did. of October. Yeah, we That's do. Right. It doesn't from, sound a whole lot like our music. A little yeah, bit. It doesn't necessarily sound anything like our theme song, but it is spooky. It okay, is yeah. spooky. Yeah, and I love it. So, mm -hmm. yeah, more for that. But we mentioned this last week, briefly. Um, but I think you sent me an article earlier, a break in the case. Um, yes. So. Yes. I guess talking heists? We're talking heists, baby. Heists. And honestly, I think it I think outside of the maple syrup heist, this might be the most expensive heist we've talked about, possibly. I mean, it's an it's a pretty epic heist. Like somebody should make a movie about this, honestly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so speaking of movies, we have another story we should get to a little <laughs> bit later. But um yeah. Oceans so. Oceans nine, the the sequel to Oceans Eight, where they steal a golden toilet. Yeah, so someone in Britain stole a $6 million golden, solid gold, 18-carat toilet. Mm -hmm. Solid 18-carat gold toilet. Um, and they what, got was away the name, what was the name of this toilet? This is what I want to fucking talk about. Uh, so I think we need to get a little bit into it before okay. we... It was so a 227-pound solid gold toilet. Okay, I was trying to do the math because it was... Six million, like I read one thing that it was valued at like 1.5 million, and then I saw six million. So I knew I looked up the price of gold, it was $1,500 an ounce. And by that, I thought it was like 250 pounds. So a 250 pound toilet people just stole on the night it was unveiled. <laughs> it was on loan from the Guggenheim, and it was at a British gallery, um, at the like birthplace of Winston Churchill, Blenheim pa Palace, Palace, Palace. Sorry, this article says Palance, and I just read it like Jack. Ah, uh, yes, Jack Palance. It was, <laughs> it was <laughs> the toilet was inserted into Jack Palance, the birthplace Jack of Winston Churchill. Dead body. Yes, I assume um, he's dead, right? I'm pretty sure he has to be. He was. He was. He near died in City Slickers, Slickers too, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Curly! It was Curly's gold. The City Slickers Three: The Legend of Curly's Gold Toilet. They melted down all of Curly's gold, turned it into a toilet. They'll mm. never know. Mm -hmm. Which, again, this comes back to the name of it. But, okay, so apparently the theft happened sometime Saturday, uh, I think, mid-September, a couple weeks ago. Um, it's caused significant damage and flooding to the area because, quote, that's what happens when you rip a working toilet off the walls. Oh, wait, shit, it was a working toilet? This is a fully functional 18 carat 250 pound toilet why was it fully functional what's the point were they letting people actually use this so this i think now it's time to unveil the name of this so which i think is very rich so it's an art installation by mauricio catalan um intended to be a scathing indictment of the one percent mentality of america so it's titled america 
Oh, real fucking rich coming from the country that has a goddamn queen with a fucking palace. That uh, literally owned half the fucking world. Jesus. It's like, your your goddamn big gold toilet is in the house of Winston fucking Churchill. Like, okay, I could see if you called it, like, Trump's America or something, because Trump would have a solid gold toilet. Probably Mm -hmm. does have a solid gold toilet. But, like... Just America? Yeah, because we're known for our fucking toilets? For its obscene fetishizing of wealth, money, and capitalism, which, I mean, I yes, get sure. I get it. You are you got us. You're dead to rights on that one. And I, I do kind of like the, like, yeah, we're just flushing money down the toilet. Yeah, but like, okay. But fuck you, man. Toilets specifically have nothing to do with America. Like... Honestly, I can think of way like so many more countries that would have a, a solid gold toilet before America would. Uh, for one, the fucking Vatican. Have you seen that place? It is literally just made out of gold. Uh, England, faux show. They have he, palaces. He is an Italian artist, by the way. Uh, Weird. Okay. I don't even want to hear it. Have you seen Rome? Come on. <laughs> get, a, get a grip on Rome, Come bud. on. I mean, if he had just called it, like, honkies, I would have been fine with it. <laughs> or he could have just called it, like, number one or something. Or yeah. number two. No, number two and a number one. I don't know. Something about the 1%. America's number- just so, like, it's, like, almost two. Go number 1%. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> but, Michael, how was it stolen? Because they, 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 cra- they cracked the case. <laughs> So they forced entry into the palace in the early hours of September 14th. Uh, and according to the Tim Valley police. By the way, this was the first day it was on display. So yep. like this must yeah. have been like announced and the people were just like, it's toilet time, baby. <laughs> stealing it. I guess that's that's the most impressive part is like either they had somebody on the inside to tell them this was coming or these people planned and pulled off and most of them haven't been caught yet in a day. They pulled off a fucking toilet heist, a $6 million heist in a day. And I have two thoughts. So one, I don't know how anyone other than the Fast and Furious people commit and get away with any crime in London or like anywhere. <laughs> in it. Like they apparently just like their the camera views, like 18 different views of the car, the getaway car with its license plate just parked like yeah. blocks away. Yeah, it, so apparently two, three burglars broke into the palace, which, okay, that's fucking impressive. Breaking into a palace? Like, that alone is a, is a movie. Yeah. Uh, they ripped the toilet from its fittings while two getaway drivers waited outside in, the, in two stolen vehicles. One of them was a blue Volkswagen Golf R, which... I'm reading this article, and you know how they have ads that are related to the article you're reading sometimes? There's mm-hmm. an ad for the Volkswagen Golf R Whoops. on mine. So Yeah, mine too. I mean, <laughs> hey, it fit it it worked, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um by 450 AM, they had extracted the toilet from the palace, loaded it into one of the vehicles, and departed. They recovered one of the getaway vehicles and arrested two British men in connection to the robbery, but three of them still remain at large, and the Golf R and the toilet. Still missing. And so the guy they arrested is 66 years old, right? He could not have been one of the people carrying this toilet, right? No, I mean, no. Can't put a getaway driver. But, like, this fucking, like, old road dog just be like, yeah, I'm going to steal solid gold toilet in my twilight years. Thank you. Bye. Here's my question. Uh Uh-huh. They're asking, you know, obviously police are urging anyone 
to come forward with any any information about where this toilet or car might be. Why would you? Why why would you turn the, what? You just st- break me off like half of the <laughs> toilet seat. I'm I'm gone. I never saw you. Also, like just crack off like the flush handle, and I'm good. Like this is this is literally a as victimless of a crime as you can get. Yeah, like honestly, I would bring this back to my 100% Scottish pub, definitely in Scotland, and just install it in my like in the pub bathroom, like with no door, <laughs> and just everyone gets to shit in the solid gold toilet. I like I. Out of all the heists, art heists are probably the best because... It only victimizes rich people. Right. Fuck yourself. And like, yeah, okay, if you steal it from a museum, I guess it's kind of a dick move because then people don't get to see it. But at the same time, like, it's only in a museum because some rich person decided it was a cool painting. And most of these people had to be dead before anyone even thought it might be a good painting. Like, oh... Oh, that painting's shit. Oh, actually, he killed himself. Oh, well, then it's worth a million dollars. Great. Love it. Terrific. Um, Michael, I do have two notes, and I, I think you might be going somewhere with, with that line of comments, and I want to get back to it. Do you know what offends me the most about this gaudy, awful toilet? Hmm. In the bathroom itself, what do you see? Like, what, is the, what does the bathroom look like in the pictures? So it's all wood. Mm-hmm. Uh... It smells of rich mahogany. Rich mahogany from the from the all appearances. The toilet paper roll holder is yes, yes, just yes. like shit chrome plated bullshit. It's a twenty five dollar like well, not Walmart, Tesco fucking toilet paper. Okay, holder. that's the first problem. Yep. Second and problem then, is this toilet paper looks scratchy as all fuck. Two, three, it's rolled it's under the wrong fucking way underneath. It's, Fuck you guys. What over the, the top. shit? Who do yeah. you think America is? That is not America. Yeah. Over unless the you top. Have, unless you have fucking cats running around in your palace and jumping into your gold toilet, you don't need to put your toilet paper that way. Hmm. Fuck you. And that's the only reason that toilet paper should hang that way. Occasionally at work, in the shared bathrooms, the maintenance staff who does a great job, but every once in a while they'll put <laughs> it backwards and it's fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah. It's the only thing worse than having the toilet paper go off the wrong way is when they put too big of a roll in there and you can't pull it out without just getting one square at a time. And so you're like trying to like push it underneath. And what are we it's, doing here? It's like, come on, man. Like, I don't have all day. But I, I do need to see. I, I need to see a movie of this. I need to see a movie of it. The comments are frankly amazing. I'm going through it. Um, One guy commented. I assume this might be something uh, regarding the name. It's like proof that you really don't need an SUV. If a compact hatchback was enough to move five guys in a turlet, it's enough for family travel and Home Depot runs. <laughs> um, and then one other guy is like, at the price of 18 karat gold today, it was worth less than $4 million. Figure that the quote crew would be lucky to get 25% of that. So they net less than a million to be split five ways. High profile crime with a middle income payout. Now, if they could sanitize the gold themselves and sell it on the open market, then it might be worth it. Jesus Christ. Okay. Um, it was appraised at $6 million because it's a piece of art. Like right. you don't, you don't decide like the Mona Lisa is worth $2 million because the fucking paper's worth $2 million, you stupid piece of shit. Right. That's not, there were two outcomes to this, this heist. One, it's either in a Scottish pub right now, <laughs> or two, they melted it down immediately and just <laughs> didn't, didn't bring a no. solid gold toilet to a pawn shop. Here's the thing, actually, though, so it's 227 pounds times 16 ounces. Mm-hmm. 
times $1,500 an ounce, you said? Mm-hmm. That's $5.45 million. So yeah. if they melted this down and like between the five of them, like I feel like you could probably get close to what gold is worth if you, I mean, like coming into somewhere with a hunt, like 50 pounds of gold is not that suspicious. Like there's lots of people who bury gold in their backyard all the fucking time because they think I, the apocalypse uh, is coming. I I found a uh, Nazi U-boat um, washed <laughs> up on shore and uh, it was full of gold. Not Nazi gold, just regular gold. Don't worry about it. Um, And now it's mine. Thank you. Like, if you if you find someone who buys and sells gold, they don't give a shit where it came from. Yeah. Gold is untraceable. That's the whole point of people hoarding gold. I think the two things I love best about this comment was one, thinking that they were going to just walk into a pawn shop and sell a solid gold toilet, <laughs> like days after stealing it. Um, but then also, the idea that a crime you planned in less than one day and pulled off in less than one day was not worth a million dollars a piece. It was like, yeah, you're set. Like you're literally set for life with a million dollars. Okay, a, pound, a, a standard gold bar weighs twenty seven pounds. So this toilet is really the, only the equivalent of eight and a half bars of gold. Like I refuse to believe that there is not at least a dozen or more people in the United States alone who have at least a couple bars Enough. of gold in their buried somewhere in their backyard. Mm-hmm. Just by accident that their grandpa forgot about. <laughs> right. So, like, I honestly don't think it would even be that suspicious to walk into somewhere with a 27 pounds of gold, one gold bar, and just be like, hey, how much will you give me for this? It's like my grandpa listened to a lot of Neil Bortz, uh, and he just <laughs> bought a ton of gold. <laughs> oh, boy. He's dead now. Um, but I got a lot of Tea Party hats, so, uh, so I'd like to sell this gold, please. Thank you. I, 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 every time there's one of those infomercials where they're selling the gold coins, I buy them. I've been melting them down, smelting my I, I don't know. I have a problem. I, I don't know. <laughs> please. <laughs> Actually, can you make, can you make all of this into a toilet, please? I have all this gold. I'd like a toilet out of it. I was trying to find how much a bar of gold weighs, and I found this website called invest.usgoldbureau.com where they have different descriptions of how much gold is so like one gram gold bar would be the equivalent of a paper clip two and a half grams is a penny five grams is a grape which terrible comparison because grapes are all different shapes and sizes fine fine you know how much a one ounce gold bar is how, what do you think they compare to one ounce gold bar to a snickers a slice of bread <laughs> you mean a sandwich <laughs> It's an open-faced, empty sandwich. It's an open-faced gold sandwich. Yeah. Oh, anyways. What are we, talk- are we talking sourdough? What do we, what do we got It here? looks like just your your typical, like, like white bread, Wonder Bread. Why wouldn't they just... How many ounces were they talking? One ounce. Okay. They yeah, should have just showed an ounce of weed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the world's largest gold bar is 250 kilograms, 551 pounds. Their description for that is... A large African lion. Sure. Okay. Yeah. You can um, buy. I can buy gold bars from this website. Do it, coward. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Rachel. Um, you know how we're saving for our retirement. I found a great investment. Great investment. Great investment. It's, it's timeless. It's not beholden to fiat currency. This is this is what the founding fathers would have wanted. Rachel. I bought I bought a large African lion worth of gold. <laughs> 
Well, no. And then I bought a large African lion with the gold. <laughs> he's he's on the roof in the hot tub. He needed a hot tub. He was thirsty, so I gave him a hot so tub. So thirsty. I didn't want and him. He to... tried. He tried to fuck me. So yeah, I he, thought he, he might need a drink. I figured he was either thirsty or hungry. Couldn't really figure out which. This seemed the best option. Uh, Michael, you were you were telling me about a Banksy, which I, I think sounded like an art thing that you. Yeah. So there was a there was a Banksy painting that was a kind of a recreation of one of his most famous artworks with the little girl with the um the red balloon. Yeah. And um obviously Banksy's are never really up for auction because right, cuz they're his, walls. His and- whole well and his whole thing is like anti-capitalism which kind of defeats the whole purpose of selling your art. Like that's right. not his thing. So it was That's why kind he chooses of, load-bearing walls. <laughs> right. So it was kind of a weird thing that it was up for auction. Um, Opportunity of a lifetime. So Sotheby's, this was back in October, and I'd heard about this, but I'd never seen the the actual, I didn't know there was a video of it. So they auctioned off this, this thing, and it was auctioned for $1.4 million. And he, the, the, I don't know what you call the person who does the, the auction man. The auctioneer. That's it. Yeah. Got yeah, it. The auctioneer go. says sold. He bangs the gavel. All of a sudden, a sound co- starts coming out of the where the painting is, and it just starts dropping down and shredding itself. <laughs> so, and apparently, Banksy was there, and he took the video and posted it on his Instagram, and then had this whole... He had actually had video of him putting the shredder into the thing and he basically did it just in case it ever came up for auction amazing but i mean because it's banksy it's probably worth more now that it's shredded did it shred all the way no apparently it like shredded like two-thirds of the way down oh so it's just different art okay and then they pulled it off the wall so i don't know if it continued to shred but like the video ends um and now it's like a more then they're like oh it's a conceptual moment more than a work of art itself and it's like Oh, come on. <laughs> did, did I waste a million and a half dollars? No, no. I just got better art. <laughs> like, it's it blows my mind that, like, Banksy, I don't know. I Like, I don't know what his motive is. Maybe maybe it is. I, I feel like he's trying just to show how, how bullshit, like, these art, art auctions are. And, like, art is great. Art is what I love. You know, I actually, I have, I've grown to appreciate art a lot more. Ooh, the art you, world, though. The when yeah, when you take out the art world from the art, uh, it's, but the art great. world is so fucking dumb. And he try, it, he's like shedding a light on it, and then they're just like, "We love this we shit. Love Look at this it. counter. <laughs> this is great." Um, I do love this idea, like almost like a scene in like a movie, like a like terrorist kind of like bidding, like a bidding war for like a weapon, and then they're just like confirming like the bank account like transfer mm-hmm. and they're just like yeah she's <laughs> like all right i got a million and a half dollars goodbye yeah and it's like y'all this is why billionaires shouldn't exist like th- there is n- there's no way a piece of art any piece of art should be worth millions of dollars like we're talking about a painting on a piece of paper what about jim carrey's really good art fuck it's not- <laughs> that was a joke it's so bad but he's he's an artiste, Michael. He's tortured soul. He's been through a lot. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen any of his. Did I ever tell you about the video. time that uh, we were in Venice and I literally had to leave the museum, the Guggenheim, the Peggy Guggenheim Museum in Venice? Wait, Peggy Guggenheim. Peggy Guggenheim 
has... Why did I not know that the Guggenheim was named after someone named Peggy? Well, the Guggenheim in Venice is is Peggy. Oh, okay. It was She was the daughter of the original Guggenheim of the Guggenheim okay. Museum in New York. Got it. Okay. Um, but she collected all his art, and it was like... Some of it was so bad. It was so dumb. It was like... There was one that was like somebody had just... They'd taken canvas, and they had drawn basically squares like graph paper in pencil and that was it that was the whole fucking thing and i was like what the fuck is this shit the only reason it's in here is because peggy guggenheim was rich and peggy guggenheim decided that this was cool so she put it on a fucking wall in a giant building in venice and everyone pays money to go in here and be like oh oh it's graph paper oh look at this high school uh, trigonometry yeah. doodles i literally <laughs> had to leave because i was like this is it's it just it I can't imagine being so rich that you can buy a massive building in Venice and then fill it with bad art that you paid too much money for <laughs> and then charge people money to go see it. I just don't get it, especially like like I said, I I appreciate art and the artists. Like we've gone to a lot of local gallery shows here and I've seen things that are a billion times better than I've seen in some of these museums and like yeah, there's they're expensive. They're like several hundred dollars, you know, maybe even a couple thousand. But that's mm-hmm. because the amount of time that went into it. There's like the time and effort that goes into it is a thing. But like when you get up to like millions of dollars for a dead artist painting, mm-hmm. like go fuck yourselves. Go eat shit. Well, Michael, you want to talk about rich people and really good art? Oh, yes. Here's a headline. Tesla cars to have farting. Goat noise as honk sounds, according to Elon Musk. The noisemakers have drawn both positive and negative reviews from consumers, but the addition of the sounds will keep pedestrians safe in the long run. Uh, Elon Musk really is like a 13-year-old boy, right? Like He also considered adding um, coconut like horse clumps like from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Because the cars don't make any sound, and they come at you really fast, so if you just heard, like, <laughs> really, really fucking fast <laughs> horse footsteps, here's the thing is, like, cars that make a... Here's the thing. Cars... People get hit by cars all the time. Loud cars. And you know what? You know what people get hit by all the time? Fucking semi-trucks. Mm-hmm. Those things are loud as shit. It's not the noise that causes but, you to get hit by Michael, a car. It's the fact if, that you're in a place where cars are driving. But what if that semi truck was farting as it kills? <laughs> what, God, wouldn't that be fucking funny? <laughs> what if your car was just full of South Park humor and you just sh- it, like it shit itself as you died? Oh, and after it hit you, it's like, oh my god, they killed Michael. <laughs> you're like, oh, this isn't funny, but good one. <laughs> you got me. Oh, but, Elon. They say the last thing that happens to you when you die is uh, Elon Elon Musk's car shits on you. <laughs> uh, he he's definitely the, definitely arrested development with that guy for sure. <laughs> this re- for real, but this really I think now that I think he's finally realized the uh, like you know if I had listened to the American consumer that I would have just made a faster horse. He really just is making a faster clippity clop go go machine. And that's great. <laughs> one of my friends in high school, um, Tim, I don't really know, one, how he got enough money for this, two, why his parents allowed it, or three, why he did it, but he added, like, a custom horn 
to his uh he had like a big Ford expedition expedition I think um or whatever the larger escape or uh explorer was yeah expedition and, yeah yeah and it had a one a loudspeaker on it but two multiple different sirens but then three like it just like different animal sounds so like we had way too much fun being 17 or 18 and you know idiots driving around making duck noises quacks as some people might call them um (laughs) (laughs) it was funny when you were driving like a 1993 expedition i can't see it being like super funny or cool when you're driving a $150,000 tesla yeah i can't imagine there's such a, a large disconnect between elon musk and his fart noises and the people who would appreciate that and mm-hmm. the people who can afford a fucking Tesla, right? I'll be honest. I'd say about half of the people I've met who own or have driven Teslas are 150% the kind of people who would be like, <laughs> my car farted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's probably true. I mean, honestly, if I could just... Rate like blast a fart out of like my car loudspeaker style. <laughs> I'd probably do it like if someone was driving bad in front of me. Oh shit, that's a good point. I'd fart at him for sure. I'd fart at him real okay, good. Okay, yeah. So that's okay. If we're now, yes, yeah. yeah now, now I'm on a, board. I've always now it's a transgressive thing. I've always been a big fan of the different types of horns, depending on like, like hey, hey, uh, the light turned green. Time to go now. Like, like that shouldn't be the same horn as like, hey asshole, you're about to cut me off. We are trending dangerously close to McElroy Brothers territory, but I agree there should be multiple <laughs> horns. <laughs> Were they the ones that said you should be allowed to hit one person a year? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I don't disagree. They said you should have there should be like multiple horns, one for like a great job horn. Uh, like you you did good driving. And I agree. I think, I think they had one where it was like you could hit one person a year because if you did get hit, you would be like, oh, man, I must have been a really big asshole because that person used their one, their <laughs> one for the year on me. So it's it's you're, what you're positing or they've posited is just like a car purge. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they hunted me down and found you're me not allowed the to kill them, but just like just like hit them a little you can bit. Clip them. Yeah, just clip. You can drive past and like open your door really, really hard and then just like keep driving. There have been times where I've been so frustrated on the road that I wanted to just slam my car into someone. Mm, yeah, I get it. Yeah, that's again. That's why I've gotten very zen in the car. Yeah. In the last couple of years. The only thing that's going to wreck my car is a dog <laughs> jumping into my steering wheel. <laughs> Which, yeah. by the way, we're coming up on the one-year anniversary of that event in about uh, four days. Mm. Good times. Have you picked up any stray dogs recently? Uh, nope. Nope. I good sure job. have not. Haven't even looked at a stray dog. That's a good. You've given you've given it up. You've kicked the habit. <laughs> well, Michael, what else you got going on for me this week, buddy? All right. Well, I want to take it back. Just a little bit. We were talking about when we were talking about the toilet. We were talking about how it sounds like, like a really good movie heist, mm-hmm. right? Well, I found a story, and as I was describing it to you, you basically were like, "Isn't that the plot of a movie?" And yes. we looked it up. Turns out it is, but this yes. is real life. I I assume this is the story is is new, 
But when it happened is old. So I don't know if maybe this is art imitating life or life imitating art. But so this American couple, they adopted a young girl. Um, They were told that she was from Ukraine and had a rare form of dwarfism. They thought that she was six years old. Yes. Apparently not long after they adopted her, Natalia, uh, she had kind of an advanced vocabulary for a six-year-old. And... She also, a six-year-old Ukrainian. Yes. That must be, okay. She also apparently s- tried to kill the mother multiple times. Once she tried to shove her into an electrified fence, and another time they caught her pouring cleaning fluid into this wi- the woman uh, Christine's coffee. And she admitted the- she wanted her new parents dead and told them she wanted to stab the family to death while they slept. This is all seems like pretty typical troubled young <laughs> lady behavior. So I'm not really seeing the problem. So as I was telling you this, you're like, isn't that the por- the plot of Orphan, the yeah. movie from what year did you say it was? 2009. So they adopted Natalia in 2010. So did so this girl see Orphan and was like, yeah. Or did they? So I think we need to get into some more details. But Sorry, yeah, so yes. Spoilers for the movie Orphan, which I haven't <laughs> seen, but got spoiled for me. That didn't care on Twitter. Um, so if you are just dying to see Orphan... <laughs> We've kind of already spoiled it, but uh, the little girl is revealed to be <laughs> a like thirty-five-year-old, I think Ukrainian girl, um, <laughs> and she goes on like a, tries to kill her parents, and they discover this. Um, so yes, they um, the other the other thing that they said was that she had begun menstruating. Yep, which made them think that okay, she's definitely not six, but we don't know how old she is. They took her to a doctor. The doctor claimed to have done some like bone density tests. And said that, yeah, she's like 22. Which I don't know. That seems like some mumbo jumbo. Right. But I, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I don't I'm know. I'm not enough. a doctor. Yeah, I'm seriously not a doctor. So apparently but, they had their they had her birth year legally changed from 2003 so, to yeah, 1989. So, so this is wild. Um, So they adopted her in 2012 and then they changed her birth year because they uh, thought 2010. she was old. No, yeah, so, but... In 2012, um, no, they, they changed her birth year, yeah. Right, so they'd had her for two years, and then, so when she was allegedly eight, um, <laughs> they changed her birth year, which seems insane. That you can and do then, that. And then a year later, they prepaid the rent on the apartment, signed her up for social welfare programs, and then abandoned her in Indiana because they moved to Canada to just fucking, he wanted to go to school. Uh, they so their son. They had three other kids, and one of them is apparently physics genius Jacob Barnett, who was um, apparently profiled on sixty Minutes in twenty twelve. I'm assuming with no mention of this twenty two year old or six year old or eight year old Ukrainian girl. But apparently, Jacob wanted to pursue his college studies in Canada, so they were just like, "Hey, Natalia, you're twenty two now. Here's some rent, deuce." See, I guess. Um, to me, I mean, it is wild that they changed her birth. What well, one? And I guess I get it because it was in Florida, but they <laughs> put her birth year back from 2003 to 1989, and no one asked any questions. Again, Florida record keeper. They just like, yeah, fuck it, whatever. Is she an alligator? No, okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> is she is she nine chipmunks stacked on top of each other in a trench coat? No, okay. So the question is, did these people just, are these people crazy? First of all, did they see the movie Orphan and were like, oh shit. 
that's one of those things like i feel like you would have to wait long like it was one year after the movie came out that they adopted her or just like oh man how did we get this unlucky the one because <laughs> usually the movie does not come out before this kind of story breaks Usually, like, this story comes out and then Hollywood has to dramatize it with all their Holly weird magic. But now they just fucking made this happen. They call, It was a called shot. I'm just, the thing is, is I'm not sure, the whole story is, is fucked up. But I'm not sure what, what explanation is more fucked up. That she actually was a six-year-old from Ukraine who apparently was menstruating had an advanced vocabulary and tried to kill her adoptive parents and the entire family or these people made the whole thing up and abandoned an eight-year-old girl in indiana right to go to canada also i mean like apparently she's currently living with another family in indiana who who treat her uh as a teenager sure has she threatened to murder them yet? It doesn't say, but I'm assuming not. But like, I just want to know how this con, or like they they were saying, it's like, was she like a 22 year old con artist? It was like, who has the like drive to be like, I'm gonna just park myself in a Ukrainian orphanage, hope <laughs> they don't ask too many questions, and then send me to America as a six year old, and then when I get my big break, I'm gonna threaten to kill everyone around me. Yeah, that's the weird thing is like what. They claim they were being scammed or whatever, but, like, what's the scam? Like, why did she have to be adopted by these people to murder them? Right. You could go on a murder spree. You could just do that. You could just do it. You don't you have to just pretend do- to be a six-year-old girl. There's no rules people. against that. Oh, wait. <laughs> there are rules against it, but there are. there's nothing stopping you from... If anything, it's the perfect cover. Who's going to expect a little six-year-old? Oh, I a just, small this, child. This whole story is is so weird and Rachel was telling me about this a couple days ago and I was like no this doesn't make any sense there's got to be something that that you missed when you heard this story there's no way and then I looked it up and lo and behold no that's yeah that's it holy shit apparently hold on so I found a Washington Post article a lot of uh, different timelines on this thing but apparently she was adopted before she was adopted by another family and then the Barnetts adopted her two years later. She was brought to the United States initially in 2008. So she would have been four? I feel, okay, I feel like four years old is a very... A toddler. Like, you should be able to tell the difference between a toddler and even a 10-year-old. A <laughs> kids can use a butterfly knife. <laughs> <laughs> also, you know what? I mean, age is just a number. It's really what you feel on the inside. It's true. And like, I don't feel like I'm 37 years old. And you also don't feel like a murderous eight-year-old, which is great, because you don't look like one. But what would be the... I guess I don't I don't understand the motive of anyone in this. Like, the motive of the of the girl, like, if she, if she really was an adult woman, like, what was her motive to being adopted and then trying to kill the people? I could see trying to get adopted. Sure. You mm-hmm. have a rare form of dwarfism. You are from Ukraine. I'm, I'm guessing that they probably don't treat people the way they should be treated in the Ukraine. You come to America, you have a better life. What would be the point of trying to murder the family? What would be yeah. the motive behind that? And then what would be their motive for adopting a little girl? And then you just decided you didn't want her anymore, but you didn't want to give her up for 
readoption, you want to just abandon her in Indiana? Like, that's a that, fate worse than death. I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemies. It's like, oh, cool, you have a free apartment. Ah, Indiana. <laughs> no. No, thank you. Take me to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why didn't they just take her to Canada? Maybe they were afraid they wouldn't get it. Maybe they really wanted to move to Canada and they were afraid they wouldn't get into Canada with this random Ukrainian person that they claimed was their daughter, but was also 20 years old. Okay, so found an update. Yeah. It's on the Daily Mail, so you know it's... <laughs> yeah, well-sourced, accurate, and probably sensitive to all parties involved. Ex- exclusive. Uh, they found the birth mom who gave up the Ukrainian girl... And she mm-hmm. she denies that she is an adult sociopath and says <laughs> she's just a regular young sociopath. <laughs> she, so she claims she's still only 16 years old. Trying to do math. Yeah. OK, that count it. 2003. Yep. Can you imagine being eight years old at that point and just your mom who adopted you being like, no, you're actually 22 and we're going to leave you here. <laughs> <laughs> The Florida government now thinks you're 21, so cool you can drink. Bad news, though. We're taking you to Indiana and leaving you there. Well, they were already in Indiana. Right, yeah. But And they claim that they were an unsuspe- quote-unquote unsuspecting Christian couple. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. Michael, I think that's going to do it for us this week on Trends in the Places. I do have a, a final shower thought for you. Oh, okay. I, re- I read this on Twitter earlier, and it... Filled me with such, it had such incredible power. I, I, I've been thinking about it all day. Um, I need to find it one second. Um, okay. <laughs> this is from at gender toads on Twitter, which you know how much I hate that. But smoking a bong is a mastery of all four elements. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you got the earth, the mm-hmm. weed, you got it's the last fire, mm-hmm. you got the water, mm-hmm. and you, you got, got the air. Yeah, baby. You're a you're a regular. Uh, you're a last airbender, bitch. Yeah, right there. Next time I if next time I get to smoke a bong, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna declare I'm the last airbender right before I do it. Right. Yep. And then then you have to do some cool vape tricks. Oh, for sure. Obviously, I have to learn some um, cool vape tricks. I guess. Well, I mean, you only learn them by doing them. So, <laughs> time to get down to to bong rips, buddy. <laughs> Michael, I did a bong one time in my whole life. Mm-hmm. Is did a bong. Um, <laughs> and Are you I sure got... you haven't done it more than that? Because you sound like a seasoned yeah, professional. No. Michael, I made a marijuana. Um, <laughs> I one, made a marijuana smoke. of bong. Yep. Um, and I got so high, so fast, so immediately that I was at my neighbor's house and I couldn't walk back to my house. This was like in college because um, their car was parked in their parking lot and my brain wouldn't let me walk past it. <laughs> So I had to, like, combat shoulder roll, like, pass this thing, and then, like, basically crawl across my yard past their car. And in my head, I remember doing the roll very well and looking really cool. Did you wake up with bruises, scratches? No. No. I just woke up. I woke up probably 24 hours later, (laughs) not knowing who or where I was. (laughs) That was the one one time I did a weed. Yeah. So, you know, pretty good. Well, Michael, I think that's going to do it for us this week on Trends in Low Places. Um, everyone, if you like this show about all the good drugs and crimes 
sex stuff mm. um you can find out more information at goodbuddymedia.com um we haven't blogged in a while but theoretically there might be a blog there someday um you can also find out more information yeah, I've never learned. Uh, you can also find out more information about our sister show, Longest Days of Our Lives, in which Michael and I and our good buddy Curtis are watching every single episode of the hit show 24. It's progressing. There are episodes you can listen to. Um, we are about a third of the way through season three right now, and it's getting pretty dang good. Uh, we're probably going to have another episode in the next couple weeks. Um, and I don't know, maybe we'll try to knock out a whole bunch just in a row. So we have that content mm. the hashtag content um but even if you've never seen 24 you'll probably like that show it's just us kind of goofing and mostly talking about tom hanks and like submarines and stuff the pure sweet uncut content it's that uncut goof content that mm. everyone craves so much mm. uh michael how else can people help us out yeah you can help us out by finding us on your favorite podcast app and smashing that subscribe button um and if you would be so kind as to give us a rating and or a review. That would be so helpful. Um, you can also find us on the social media at uh, TILPcast at TILPcast on Twitter. Um, you can also find us on Instagram at TILPcast as well. You can find us on Facebook, but I mean, we're not 60-year-old people, so we don't go on Facebook. Let's be honest. So I do it because it's my job. Yeah, well, um, so don't find us there, but definitely hit us up on Twitter if you have a uh, a story, if you have a uh, a shower thought, or just um, I don't know, just a general thought. I want to say hi. Just say hi. Yeah, my uh, my good friend Kevin from uh, Gainesville retweeted uh, a cartoon of uh, illustrated version of the story of Chuck E. Cheese's uh, birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I missed that. I'm gonna have to look that up it's immediately. Yes. Um, yeah. So thank you to everyone who listens every week, and uh, to the people who um, crave that content so much. They're they're so excited when we release an episode. Uh, thank you. Thank you. It does. It makes me feel good that there are people out there who are like waiting for it to come out. It's lovely it's lovely i don't i don't understand it but i'm so grateful for it <laughs> i'm so grateful that i get to continue to do a show with you every week it's the highlight of my week likewise buddy love you love you too toodles <laughs> <laughs>